0: Hello and welcome back to the 303 podcast. My name is Ollie Fawcett, founder and creative director at 303. And I'm Jamie Vaughan, co-owner and director of 303. This is the podcast where we talk to you about all things entrepreneurship, business, marketing, and life at 303. For those that don't know, 303 is a creative digital agency that creates and distributes content for the curious and the ambitious. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts and please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to 33 Radio and welcome back to the hottest episode we have ever filmed. Is it the hottest episode? Honestly. The car. The car was the hottest episode. The car. <laughs> the car. If you go back to listen to episode 2, maybe 3, I think it was recorded in the car. It, was, it was steamy. It was hot. But yeah, we are, we are back. Jamie pre- joined me, joined me with his presence? Given me his yes. presence. Blessed. Blessed me with his presence Bless this week. Him. He's back after a week away um, and we are back. To action, but you brought you brought the warm temperatures, boy. It's very very warm. It's Thirty degrees outside, oh, God. and Sam's insisted on shutting all the windows and all the doors. And we're in a room with no so, air conditioning because all oh, the sound needs to be good. The ruckus outside oh. can't come in. Anyway, we won't complain too much, but yeah, it's very warm today. So do bear with us if we can't talk, think, or one of us passes out. More swearing, more swearing. Anyway, Jam, how are you? How have your last
1: two weeks been? Uh, life's been good. It's been hot. And we've had more
0: shoots than you can shake a stick at. We've had, what, seven shoots this week? No, it must be more. Eight. Possibly eight, yeah. Which is a logistical... For those mathematicians, that's more than one a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, that's obviously very logistically hard, but the way that 303 is set up and the agile nature of the business means that we can cope with that, somewhat. It does. It does. Um, but yeah, very busy week, a lot of shoots, great to be back out shooting again. As always, as we keep on saying, it is just glorious to have a team out doing things and making cool shit. So, they're going um, to go, they're going to go to the beach on Friday, today. They're at the beach? They're there. Just at the beach. They're in Kent or Sussex or something. Having a jolly time.
1: Oh. Wittering. 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 Mm, West well. Wittering.
0: Um, but yeah, shoots every day, which is very good. Um, a big development, which is going live... Probably the, the, the time that people are listening to this, it'll be live, is the noon three improved 303 website, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. It is. Very exciting indeed. Um, so if you haven't, want to learn more about 303, or whatever it might be, have some questions, do head over to 303.london. A lot of people have been asking about the .london thing. Not .london.com. Not dot london. London. Dot UK. UK. Dot .org. No, dot .london. .london, yeah. So if you want to go check out 303, the digits dot .london, and you can go see everything there. Um... But yeah, a really busy week of shoots, which is very good, but, you know, lots to do. What we what we been shooting this week? Well,
1: the boys are shooting an exciting collab shoot with uh, our good client, Fresh Fitness Food, at the beach today. Mm-hmm. Um, a very cool video went live um, of the first kind of event that wasn't an event um, at the Burlington Arcade. Um, they've just launched a new flagship um, store with Globetrotter. Nice. Um, the stunning luxury sort of luggage business, um, which is just so cool. Um, so, we did that a couple of weeks ago, but that's just gone live, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, there's been a
0: smorgasbord of different shoots, isn't there? Yes, that has indeed, which is all very good. And I suppose at this time, when we think about how many shoots we can do in one week, there isn't really a limitation around it, is there? Because we're able, the way that everything's set up here, it means that we can shoot some stuff in our studios, some stuff goes out and set. Or we've got enough gear to cover multiple shoots on one day. It's Sleep is the only limitation. Mm-hmm. Right? Or that lack of. Minor is. limitation. Yeah. But no, very, very good. What Have you had a particular favourite creative you've seen this week?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I quite enjoyed the little people shoot. The little people shoot. Which yeah. sounds very strange, so I'll elaborate before anyone gets carried yeah, away with what I think, they think I'm talking about please this please. one. Um, basically... Our client Aloha 65, The Sunshine Spirit. They do these really nice big kind of gin chalice glasses. Yeah. Loads of ice and Ben shots it? Mm-hmm. Big Ben. Um basically got these tiny like figurines and made the top of the glass look like a swimming pool with miniature miniature people. It's like
0: kind of like the McDonald's advert, isn't it? Yeah, kind of like that. Similar to that, but, but it was it's, cool. It's sick. Really it really looks cool. so awesome. Yeah, it's great. No, good. Well, looking forward to seeing what comes out of all those um all the shoots, all the creatives that are delivered there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, let us proceed. And uh, I want to, I've i got a question for you, as always, every week. I have a few questions to ask you. Yes. Um, my first question for you is, what is the best career decision you've ever made here at 303? Oh. It's a thinker.
1: Is this a personal career move or just a decision...
0: Personal, yeah. No, oh, personal, I okay. This is your career, boy. Like
1: uh, you. I feel the very stereotypical and possibly even dirty phrase of working on as opposed to working in yeah. the business is probably the best decision, but I'm sure almost everyone would say that. But I suppose for me personally, um, I think it's quite difficult when you've got leverageable skills for the business that you... Service mm. so for mine, it would be e paid, or I suppose brandy stuff. It's quite hard to withdraw those skills from the day-to-day, like servicing of clients for that mm. stuff, and then putting other people who are actually probably better at it anyway in place of you. Mm. Um, it's quite a difficult process. I um, feel like you've been through that with the creative side, yeah. and um, I've definitely had it with paid. But um, it was the best decision because you suddenly have all this time and mental bandwidth to then focus on the new task at hand, which for me is meeting lots of new incredible clients. Yeah, you know, making sure that all of our current um, and sort of historic clients are all happy as Larry um, and getting everything they need, and yeah, kind of servicing the overall picture as opposed to servicing a specific line of what we can do here mm. um, has been testing but really like positive i would say
0: pretty good good but it was the
1: same with creative
0: yeah i mean like career decisions an interesting one because i i would say mine's probably the same allowing people just to do their jobs and taking that step back is is always a good move but i think um in terms of career decision it's always like having the understanding that we've we even though we sit at the top at 303 um there's still a lot for us to learn so I think that ability to just being very open-minded where possible is probably the best decision I made back in the back in day. Mm. Back in day. So that's like a very long time ago now. That is a long time ago. Mm.
1: Right, I've got a question for you now. Yep. This is the old switcheroo. What's the best asset that 303 has ever produced? Creative.
0: Video, photo, whatever. Fuck, that's hard. I generally don't think there is one because we produce cool shit every day. <laughs> um, yeah, I do not think there is one. Best acid that I've, we've ever produced. I've missed my mouth. Sorry. In oh, the background though. Oh dear. Um, I actually don't know. It's really bad. I honestly don't know. I can't think of one. There's so many good ones. The stuff we, shoot for collect- we create for collecting cars, I love. The stuff we did for like San Miguel. The stuff we did for Herbal Essences, I really liked. The stuff we shot for Wonderbra was really nice. A lot of the food stuff I enjoy the most. Oh, he's, he's always stays with me. Some of the really the food, cool food yeah. stuff. Yeah, That's I really true. enjoy that. Like we've I think done there's f- a
1: couple of some of our best ever assets are coming out in the next few weeks.
0: Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Burlington
1: it. Pride. Keep your eyes peeled. Burlington Arcade Pride. FFF brand video. Yeah.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some other things. There's lots of cool shit dropping, and three or three socials are lo- relaunching very soon. So mm. we'll be posting a lot of that shit on there. Get ready. Um, cool. So I, I've got another quizzing time for you. Mm-hmm. These podcasts are just turning into your lectures where you tell everyone how intelligent you are about certain things. So, um, with that in mind, we're going to talk about Apple again. Again. I'm
1: honestly sick of this.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about it. All I, I, all I want to talk about is the further complications that are happening with the tracking and the targeting issue with Apple and what the hell we're doing about it. I'm close to getting an Android. In, in revolt to all of the nonsense. I want you to try and break this down the simplest way possible so people understand. Okay. Going. The
1: simplest way possible of, of explaining the current situation is that Apple are attempting to, they claim, become the pioneering tech business for user privacy. Yep. And that is... Globally. Globally. Like in every single capacity. So their users' privacy is their new biggest priority. Yep. Facebook and Google don't share that. Um, And they sort of do. They sort of say that they do some bits for user privacy and disclosure and all that sort of stuff. But Apple are saying that they are proactively giving users the decision-making ability to say, I want to opt in or I want to opt out, among other things that they're now starting to layer in more and more and more. So it's all to do with tracking and then the targetability from an advertiser's perspective. But here's my actual take on it. Their ad revenue absolutely dwindles in comparison to facebook and google's and their best way of adjusting that is to then therefore penalize facebook and google make advertisers rethink which to be honest is already happening to to say do we need to start advertising on apple news feed for instance do we mm. need to start doing apple advertising as well as facebook and google and adding that into the sort of so using it's it's, a, it's actually a lower down financial move i think it's bollocks because they still use their their own users data um, in, in different ways to that which you're allowed with third party apps like mm-hmm. Facebook and Google. So I do, I do believe that like, user privacy is really important but it's getting to the point now where any email that you receive that previously was really well tailored to your own like, interests, past purchase behaviour and whatever. Yeah. If you've sort of... And I think like, my mum wouldn't know what opt-in and opt-out of advertising would mean. No. She would just probably opt-out yeah. which is why I think this is like weak so she she would, she would have just opted out and then she'll be getting, like, whatever. Like, she'll be getting tennis rackets from John Lewis as opposed to candles, as a really, like, yeah. stupid example. Like, the ads that you'll start to get served will be irrelevant and, like, you just... Your otherwise quality internet experience will be reduced. And I think Apple are, in some capacity, chatting a bit of shit and just going, we're this pioneering new privacy thing when actually... I think they're just trying to boost their own ad revenue because it's so small. But for for users, essentially, it means that you can start hiding your IP addresses. There's more intelligent tracking prevention stuff um, that they're using. Um, open and click-through rates are going to be hidden, potentially, which is mental if you use the mail app. Like, it's all just, um, yeah. I mean, a dig- digital marketers, I wouldn't say it's a digital marketers nightmare. It's just a big challenge. But for small businesses that rely heavily on decent quality targeting... It is a huge pain in the ass. Mm. Um, like the attribution, which is to say how well you can track through your ads what they're generating, essentially, yeah. is so far off now um, for mm-hmm. most of our clients. Um, which there's a we've got other, way, other ways around it, but it is a pain. Um, and if you're not in the position where you've got like a good quality digital partner um, like our paid team or you know any any others, like you you're probably up the creek of uh, of brown and you're fairly paddleless. And it's Apple then just sort of going like, Tim Cook going, we love privacy, we love this, that, and other. I think they love AdRev. So that's my two cents. Do you think they're pricks? I don't think they're pricks. I just think they need to stay competitive with Facebook and Google. And mm-hmm. they can't do that without doing this. So that is my feeling. Um, would you, have you opted in? I'm not doing my phone. You're not doing your own? No. I made a point of updating my phone, and re- again, more revolting, um, in revolt to this, I updated my phone and opted into literally everything. All of it. I want like,
0: what like, what do you get? I, I want to see. I want I want good ads. I generally do. I think the issue as well. I like buying stuff, guys. Like you know what I mean. Like this is this is kind of my point with a lot of pro stuff. I, I get it, and I I'm very two sides. But to be honest, it's like, so worth saying
1: like, you're quite paranoid on that sort of stuff normally, anyway. Like because so, you, I would say on like privacy security and all that sort of stuff oh yeah you're like, very I, like yeah, on it yeah. security you st-
0: wise and like privacy and emails and like addresses that i signed stuff up with and all that kind of thing it's like you know anyone can find where the three or three offices for example but you would never be able to find where i am even if you did a really deep, deep
1: yeah blog. i suppose my my point is you're quite a good example of someone who's who's like very security and privacy conscious but also well informed enough to know that actually you do want targeting ads like my the example of my mum Yeah. Like, as, and let's just stop using Jane as an example because she probably doesn't want to be called a layman. But, like, in layman's terms, it's almost a bit frightening listening to the Apple, like, rhetoric around it. Yeah. Like, they're talking as if, like, Facebook and Google have, like, all this power and, like, they're really manipulating all your data and stuff. Like, it's all GDPR compliant. It's all anonymized and aggregated. So you can't see, like, if I go into our Google Analytics, one of our clients, I can't see Sam's name. I just see a code of numbers. Like yeah. Advertisers don't get all of that personal information. It's anonymized and aggregated. But they use this language and rhetoric, which is quite scary. Mm. And then when you don't know anything about it, your knee-jerk is to opt out. Yeah. But what that does end up, end up with is like a much lower quality user experience. Yeah, I
0: mean, like, from, from like, like you said, I'm, I'm very security and privacy conscious, mm. for sure. The only reason why I'm very much like yeah I'll opt in is because I understand it, and I think a lot of the time people are, I see people pe- preaching online about stuff, and they're all, they're only aggressive and angry because they don't actually understand it, yeah. and I think that's part of the problem with this stuff is that it's so complicated. Only like nerds like us really understand what's going on, and when it's that complicated and confusing, Joe blogs is of course going to be like, well, everyone's telling me it's bad, so I'm going to opt out. Yeah, you know, and they don't actually understand what's happening. It means that, like. My family, or like my friends, or whatever, they all buy stuff on Facebook ads all the time. They're always like, This t shirt I'm wearing right now, my girlfriend bought me off of, Facebook, off of Instagram ad mm. for this brand that was a nice ad, a wicked brand, and we found this, and I love this t shirt. So, like, there is an element of stuff that people need to realize they're not going to get as much. And I think it's going to be a process and a time period, but mm. you know, we'll obviously. On,
1: on the flip side, I really think there's a huge opportunity for Facebook and Google to create some awesome ads around it. Yeah, like the disinformation that like yeah, yeah, yeah. Gu- that Apple is spraying basically about all third-party advertisers. Like, it's not just Facebook and Google. Like, no one's talking about Bing and Yahoo and like all these other third-party advertisers yeah. because they're nowhere near like a threat. Yeah, like Amazon is everyone suddenly like up in arms around Amazon advertising? Like, uh, no, they're not. No. Like, it it is to me. It's so obvious that that they are really trailing in the ad revenue stakes. And shareholders really care about that. Yeah. Ad revenue is a huge part of any tech business's valuation and now Apple's is dwindling and therefore they're suddenly like, we need to do something about this. Yeah, mean, um, but mean, yeah, Facebook should, do a, Facebook should do a really cool campaign where they deliberately serve shit ads to everyone and say, we're not here to give you a bad, bad quality ad revenue experience and we don't charge you for the use of our platform. Opt in.
0: There you go, Facebook. Free campaign for you, lads. <laughs> Good. Well, another another sort of tech thing in the news. Uh, you're you're a big you're a big Netflix watcher, aren't you? I have been in my past. I don't yeah. really have time anymore. Yeah, true. I've just started line. Of, I started
1: Line of Duty two weeks ago. I was trying to like, but bo- I've never watched Line of Duty. I don't know everyone has, so I wanted to really bosh it out. <laughs> I'm on episode one and a half, which is crap.
0: It's going well, but you do need to watch Jeremy Clarkson's new show. Oh, I'm on episode three. It is quality. <laughs> It it's is quality. It's when, he called, the best when he thing called, I've the, seen in a long time, when he called, when he called the sheep,
1: Le- Leonardo and Wayne. I honestly. So what? Wayne's a bigger shagger than Leonardo. I was like, all right, I'm done with this. This is the this is the best show ever. <laughs>
0: it's a really Amazon Prime. and Gerald.
1: Gerald, honestly, everyone go and watch it on Amazon Pride just for Gerald, the security guy, head of security and stone wall making. Yeah,
0: yeah he's great. He's quality. Um, but Netflix is pushing to e-commerce which is an interesting move now I'll explain what this is but then I know exactly where this idea has come from like it's so clear that this is from Disney Mm -hmm. like 100% but um, yeah big news is that uh, Netflix is pushing into e-commerce they've got a new streaming well it's called a streaming service but it's not because you can basically subscribe within the platform to get merch from my favourite shows um, but Netflix Stop Shop is now here um, and it's an e-commerce store offering apparel, jewellery and collectibles to fans of its original series and mm. this is literally what Disney did about 30 years ago which is the biggest source of income for Disney I think and, as well, and Nickelodeon. as well. um, the only thing I would say with this and I don't know this is in a very like early test phase is that they should have launched this fucking hard mm. and it's so like not many people know about it. Like if you think about Netflix, they've got The Crown. They've got... Drive to Survive. Um, Drive to Survive. They've got so many big shows that are huge I and mean, be huge. In, like, Tiger King, for fuck's mm. sake. Yeah. They've launched it with, like... I did not know what it is. It's like a rapper or some stuff. And it's like this like a couple of hoodies and a t-shirt. And I'm just like, what? Like, if you're, I don't know if it's just a, a starting place in terms of they're just doing a bit of testing... But I thought when I heard about this and now seeing it, I thought it was going to be like Drive to Survive wicked merch, like limited edition stuff. Buy an F1 car. You know? Whatever, no, whatever it might be. It could, no, but it could, it cap. could be stuff yeah, yeah. like a cap. It could be like, you can get this limited Drive to Survive poster or something. I don't know, mm. like some shit like that. Everyone's into that kind of thing. I am. But like, whatever it might be, it could have been like huge, like a huge launch. I just don't know what it's for. I don't know if it's in testing phase though.
1: It might be an interesting phase. I think I've definitely got question marks around like YouTube doing that would really make, well, they've already got a, a sort of platform for that, they, where creators can plug their like YouTube shop or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I've always just got question marks when someone, they're asking someone to spend £10 a month to watch the original content and then spend so more.
0: Netflix's model, do you know the model of Netflix? Pretty much. Do you know any users mm-hmm. Netflix has? I mean, you think they have. For context, TikTok, 1.1 billion. Facebook, 2.1 billion. Netflix.
1: A few hundred million.
0: How many is a few? Three. It's about, I think, it fluctuates we between... Google this? It's between 190 and 205 is what it fluctuates between. Million. Not a bad guess, then. Not bad. Amazon Prime's only 150. I do know that. But so you take 200 million. Yeah. How much is a subscription to Netflix? £10 pounds a month. £10 pounds a month. So, Quick Master Jamie, how much how much revenue is that on? Such cards? I know they made twenty two billion dollars last year. Twenty two billion. Yeah, yeah. So twenty two bill. Sam, have you got information? Pretty spot Netflix had two hundred seven million paid subs
1: worldwide
0: in the first quarter. Yeah, because like and that's gone up. A well. lot of people are yeah, now. You know, sense. they never used to have this problem. started off tangent, but i don't know where i saw this it was like a couple of years ago i think it was just before lockdown mm. they never used to have the problem of people unsubscribing mm. because you just forget it was cool when it was netflix money it was like 7.99 for a bit where like it was so minimal you would never even i have bother. that with about 400 apps yeah you calm have been rinsing me for many <laughs> many months but you just never think to cancel it you can't be bothered yeah. it. it's too difficult to do it blah, blah blah but they had a bit of a problem where they lost like Quite a lot of members or subscribers, sorry, or whatever we call them, Yeah. Um, users, let's call them, because people all of a sudden, when they entered lockdown, had fuck all else to do but go and find out where their money was going and just started canceling their Netflix subscriptions. But, but then it also grew, grew and came massively. Back, back and it grew massively yeah. massively. yeah. But so, twenty-two billion. I think is the offer, number
1: because I know, or maybe it's twenty-five. I just the only reason I know this, I think we said this in another podcast. Apple AirPods revenue was only three billion adrift from the whole of Netflix. This is the stat I was going to use, but yeah,
0: AirPods. It was just the AirPods. It was all the AirPods and the Pros, wasn't
1: it? AirPods as a as a skew,
0: effectively. Yeah, AirPods was something like.
1: It was. Tr- I think. I think it was twenty-two.
0: Google.
1: I think it was twenty-two billion dollars on AirPods and 25 twenty-five and a half on Netflix.
0: Yeah. Well, let's find out. But anyway, Netflix doesn't actually make. I know $22 is a lot of money, but it doesn't actually make that much cash no. realistically in the grand scheme of things. Gone. Thirty point six billion dollars on AirPods. Yeah. And then what was Netflix? 30 bill. So my point is Just like, on AirPods. Just on that's AirPods. chaos. Huh? 25 bill. Yeah. Five, 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 five. So my point to all of this. Oh, okay. there's that, that an even better but fact. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like AirPods are making more money than Netflix. But my point to all of this where I'm getting at here is I'm sort of not surprised about this e-commerce launch. But I also wonder if Netflix are a bit like, oh, fuck. Are Amazon going to dominate us? And I think they will. Well, yeah. It's... Because what you got the we with, were talking with, about the other day. With Netflix, they've got obviously they, um, they get people to write for them, people approach them with shows, whatever it might be. They, it's now going to be the battle of who gets the best shows, right? There's a reason why Drive to is with Netflix, you know, whatever it might be, the commission, to whoever it's going to be. But in all of this, there's now going to be a bit of a battle to why would you go to Netflix and why would you go to Amazon if you have an amazing show at your disposal? Why does the F1 go to Netflix and not Amazon? Like, you know, it's a a thought, right?
1: It is. I think this is like a really good example though of this. We we were talking about it in the sense of Wheezy and Getir and Zap and all those guys. This is obviously a much more like evolved um, example of a much more like mature market. But like Netflix historically had almost all the market share yeah amazon prime came in took some and then sort of stabilized disney comes in takes some stabilized. apple come in takes some then stabilize and then at the bottom and like you know at the bottom of that and by the bottom of that i mean like a few years down the line which one are you staying with mm. actually probably the one that like i mean for me i buy everything on amazon yeah therefore it makes sense for me to keep my subscription with amazon yeah um but the yeah i think there's it's like a four or five horse race, isn't it? I can't even think. There is another well, one it is, I'm missing but like, on that.
0: I mean, I think a lot of people would say that Netflix is their go-to. I would imagine that more people probably have Netflix, especially in the UK, than they maybe have Amazon.
1: I would say for sure still, but, but I think that quality, number will change the probably.
0: quality on Amazon is getting better. Movies are better on Amazon,
1: aren't they? Yeah, but like... And you can buy the movies that aren't on
0: there, which is the big difference exactly, as well. Exactly, yeah. And obviously, like, it comes with your Prime subscription, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So there's an interesting point. But, like, the push to e-commerce is interesting i think the launch is really shit i would have launched it with an amazing new show like you've just had tiger king released why didn't you launch it with just all tiger king like whatever it might be yeah. try to survive i mean how many people went to queen's gambit how
1: many people went as joe exotic last halloween yeah like everyone but i just so, don't really like, get
0: the launch I, like it's it's a bit of a weird one because i don't really understand what if you know disney very obviously disney plus we haven't thought about here but like um Disney have always had the root of they make a film and then the merch sells for the rest of the life. Like, I think Cars is the biggest selling merch ever. Or something stupid like that. Um, but for No, oh, Cars is in the, the animated Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, the animated show. But like, for Netflix to, yeah. I don't know, launch something as like big as that, you could have had like well, it's probably, it's probably a is. exotic hat. It probably is day. that it's a soft launch, isn't it? Could be, but it's out there. And I think. If you're as big as Amazon think they are, and they are, realistically, I know we're slagging off 22 bil- 25 bills, it was nothing, like huge business. You could have emailed every single person and said, the shop's here, buy a Tiger King hat, whatever it might be, or like, you know, yeah, whatever, it, whatever the launch is going to be. So interesting. I, I think it's a copy of the Disney model for sure. Um, I think Amazon will overtake. That's your prediction. My prediction. What about Instagram? Instagram. Obviously. IGTV. What? Overtaking? Well, that, yeah.
1: They're trying to turn, turn that into a YouTube.
0: They are. They're trying to monetize it. We spoke about that last time. Anyway, keeping with the theme of cars, as always on this podcast, we move into the car world. You like Palace, don't you, boy? Mm. The Palace skateboard collaboration with Mercedes AMG GT3. It's quite the move. It's great. I fucking love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I have I, actually seen- I
1: love a rogue brand club and palace are my well actually do you know what funny timing i don't know when this will go out but last night supreme just did a collab with seadoo like this um the uh what do you call them jet ski company so there's now a supreme seadoo collab jet ski i just find this sort of thing hilarious for a number of reasons one i think the actual clothes were quite sick like they Mm -hmm. were quite fun but i mean palace for me just absolutely smash it because they're always rooted in going with, like, a relative disruptor. So, like, they just did something with Education First Cycling Team and Rafa. Yeah. Like, an incredible collab of, like, the most garish jersey that anyone could ever come up with. Like, AMG, um, like, historically, you know, so slightly different approach to the Italians and what, whatever in the car space. Mm-hmm. But then they also just did a collab with Stella Artois. Like, they've done some just such iconic, like, sort of collapse, sound yeah. clap moments that I just think unreal. have a question
0: purple yeah oh say mum could be her yeah it's Jane (laughs) sorry mum what I was going to say purple is purple Mm. a palace colour?
1: no not specifically
0: but it is a Lewis Hamilton colour yeah and most of that collab is purple is Lewis Hamilton linked to that collab? no see this is where I think Hamilton's infiltrating the world of Mercedes at this point he might be it's I mean, very purple he, he, he'd be
1: hugely restricted because Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah.
0: yeah. But that's what I mean. It's kind of like mm. it's, a, well, it's, it's, it's specifically with the AMG GT3 aspect,
1: but, um, but yeah, I, I just think it's another example. And like the the thing that I actually, above all things really sick is just the arrogance to which they just slap their brand on it. And yeah. people will like, I mean, Pietro in our office is our resident hype beast. Yeah. Brad and I aren't far behind. Like, I, all of us failed to get any, but I will be on StockX it's, straight it's away very, the second it goes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, like, I've just seen it on StockX. I will be charging into StockX at speed. The at, Palace AMG
0: Gore Tex jacket black is nine hundred quid on StockX. Yep.
1: Nine hundred pounds. That's a business.
0: That is a business. That's a brand. T-shirts are ninety quid on StockX. Yep. Can happen. Um, cool. I need to stop because I'm so fucking hot. So we're gonna run it up.
1: Let's do a quick FAQ.
0: Okay, cool. You can lead the FAQ.
1: Right, rounding everything up, we have our usual section of some FAQs that have been sent in by listeners. I've been approached by many listeners this week. Have you? Yeah. Have my been. my little cousin emerged as a listener. Shout out, Will. Will um, ah, bless up. Will. Will boy, I hope you are. Go Leave easy, a review. Give
0: a review, Will. Have you? Thank you, Will. Hurry up, Will. Thank you. Oh, okay, nice.
1: Sorry for that, Will. Um, but no. You, yeah, user questions are coming thick and fast, which is great. Um, so the first question is, we are mentioning that 303 is growing quickly, but have you taken a, taken a step back at all? How does it make you feel? As in the taking a step back? That's a question for you.
0: Uh, yeah, often take a little step back, but we'll take a big step back, not a step back in terms of moving away, but we will take a big moment of reflection at the end of the year. At the moment, it's just focusing on the next, the next thing. The next thing in the pipeline. We're on a
1: month-to-month hype at the moment, which yeah. I would really recommend anyone who's small. Prep planning and forecasting and targeting yourself in years, I think is is difficult to do well when you are, when you are still small. So go month-to-month, people. I'm brief incidentally, that Ollie's <laughs> getting a headache and he's got a heat stroke. It's, all, it's <laughs> all going on. Right, next question. Everyone makes decisions in a different way. As a duo, how do we make decisions together?
0: uh disagree argue scream and then say yeah, you know what we're both right let's do that there's no point like going oh we, th- we sit down and we think oh, it I'm out screaming is that okay it? scream is not wrong but we just talk about it yeah we're both very open very very transparent we both tell us actually how we feel about something i obviously have to make the final call sometimes but apart from that we just listen to each other
1: hmm. hold hands it's great.
0: All this, like, oh, we sit down and we, like, really talk it through and... You know? No, there's normally...
1: Yeah, there's, there's, there's an occasional argument. It doesn't uh, happen. Yeah. How many hours a day do you work on average? Do you tend to work late or start early? I start early. Ollie's an early bird. I get up every single day at the exact same time, which is 7.15, at which point Ollie's often in the office already. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty irrelevant how many hours we work. I would say, on average... 10, 11, 12, whatever. Somewhere around there. More than an average working day, but not an absurd amount. Just don't get sucked into this bollocks around it unless you're doing six till 12. You're not, you're going to be successful.
0: Like, oh, I've also done that. I did it for a period of my It's just life, so it. stupid, honestly. So crap.
1: Some days I'll do two hours good quality work and then, you know, you're just not in the right mindset. Like you'll just stroke your hair or pick your nose or watch YouTube.
0: can happen. It can happen. It can don't, happen.
1: The, the fucking LinkedIn morons that go like, you know, the 4 a.m. start and the 10 p.m. finish, like you will just burn out and become sad. You do
0: those quite a lot, but you don't have to do it every day. No. It's bullshit. It's nonsense. Cool. And from there, should we uh, wrap things up? Um, as always, thank you very much for listening. Oh, he's looking at his sheet. You might have another question. Oh, no, that was quite a good question. Okay, What's go. the
1: easiest B2C product to sell in your opinion? masks
0: easy too easy Sanitizer. Mm, COVID ones easy easy.
1: trainers Mm. well it depends on the trainers doesn't it just as a whole category I think trainers is fucking difficult if you've got Palace AMG collab stuff very easy to sell very true Supreme Jordans
0: yeah one of those anyway we're going to leave it there Jamie as always thank you very much for listening we're going to go sit in an ice bath for about 10 hours uh, thank you very much for listening don't forget to leave a review and comment down below um, and always, as always please join us again next week and if you do have any questions do leave them on LinkedIn or leave them in the comments down below and we'll see you very soon bye